Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Recall the Midwife. We are now on series three, episode two. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Becky. I'm Jen. And uh, just a quick reminder for you all that this week's episode deals with domestic abuse, child adoption, grief, and loss. So if those are topics you would prefer to skip this time, we understand and hope you join us for the next one. So in today's episode, Jenny Lee is promoted to acting sister, which puts Trixie's nose out of joint. The midwives and nuns attend a lecture given by Dr. Latham about freeing mothers from fear. Cynthia invites Dr. Latham to Poplar to join one of the mother craft classes. We meet Nellie Smith, a first time mother who recently lost her own mum and is extremely anxious. Cynthia uses the skills she's learned from Dr. Latham's books to support her through the birth. We also meet Doris Aston, who is expecting her fourth child. Jenny Lee senses that something is off. We find out that Doris had an affair and her baby is black, so she knows she can't keep the baby, a much longed for daughter. Okay, ladies. Was it um was it her fourth child? It was, fourth. yeah. It mm-hmm. was, yeah. And all um, the and all the boys were like, We want a girl, Mum, because boys punch and girls don't eat past sweets. Which I thought was a hilarious line that the I think it was like Jack or something. I don't her oldest son it said was that. Larry. I Larry. Love Larry was so sweet. So should um, we talk about Doris Aston first? Hang on. The first thing I want to talk about really quick is uh Trixie's Pixie Cut. Hey! Oh, yeah, got hair. Literally I loved it. my first note was Trixie's new haircut. Yeah. But do you think she did that for the show? Because if she did that, it's commitment. Also, she looked amazing. No, I think she did it. I don't think she did. Oh, I don't know. I I have to admit, I don't love that haircut on her. I of all her hairstyles, that's not my favorite. But I think it looks. I think she. I mean, she can pull off any haircut. She's just the cutest girl. But I don't. I don't love the pixie haircut myself. It's yeah, but you think she did it just? For, I think she did. I think she's allowed to do what what she wants with the hair, as long as she can style it in a period appropriate way. I don't know because for the storyline, obviously Doris Aston is a hairdresser. But mm-hmm. I think the fa- they refer to the fact that she's um, dyed Trixie's hair, so she's not a natural blonde. I mean, yeah. she isn't really a natural blonde. She's probably just mousy. Um, but I don't think she had to have a haircut. Just no. I think she. I think it's just coincidence. Although I do appreciate the writers writing in the fact that and that she's had a haircut instead of just yeah. glossing over. Yeah, but they might have I like consulted her saying, "Your mind getting one because you'd look really good and you really your character's very fashionable and well, I will have that haircut." But this is a little early to have it because it's still the 1950s. I think of the pixie haircut as being much more popular in like Twiggy time in the 1960s. You are very correct. Thought... Let's carry on. She's totally done it on her own accord and then they've had to write it in. You're very right. <laughs> what year are we on? Is it 
is it still the 1950s it's yeah i think it's like 1958 or nine or something i mean it's, it's towards the end but it's definitely not 1960 yet for sure Do you know what we're we've our listeners won't know this but we're gonna record two episodes today and we're doing preparate we've I, so i've done prep for the second episode so i know actually from my own notes it's 1959 oh there you go <laughs> What year is it? Oh wait, I am the only one in the episode that knows. Um, so uh, yeah, I love... think Mrs. Aston. I think is the first one we should talk about. Yeah, I think you're right. About that. Um, can I just say, although I appreciate the writers acknowledging Trixie's haircut, why couldn't they have acknowledged the fact that Jane just yeah, disappeared? My exact thoughts. My exact. <laughs> thoughts. Oh, girls, I. You know what? I'm gonna actually have a big beef with the writers on this episode. Ooh. Spoiler alert! Yeah, I have. I have some criticisms. Um. And they're they're mainly about about the Doris Aston storyline. So get ready. Well, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Um, so Doris Aston's husband is a bully, Cyril, mm. and Peter's had some run-ins with him. Jenny Lee knows that something. I think she actually says something's very unsettled with Mrs. Aston, and she's really detached because she's not preparing for the fact that she's going to have a baby. Mm-hmm. Can I just say though, like for a fourth baby, like you wouldn't be that like, oh, I need to get a car and all the way because you've got three other kids to look after. She's hairdressing, like she knows what she's doing with a fourth baby. Like I think mm-hmm. Jenny's being a bit. Jenny was right, obviously. So I'm talking rubbish, but at the same time, you wouldn't be like, oh, I need to do the nursery. Like you just they have they yeah, just... one bed flat. Like you well, just and, get on and, with it. And Doris says that she's like, look, nurse, this is my this is my fourth kid. Like I've I've been around the block a couple of times. Okay, like. You really don't have to worry about me. Like, I know what I'm in for. So just... Well, she has been around the block, hasn't she? Because then we found out what happened. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So she managed um, to run away, didn't she? Yes. Yeah. So she had plans to go to Brighton to give birth to the baby. Do you know mm-hmm. what I thought? when? Because she goes in... She's basically... She's planning to leave so she can give birth to the baby, give it up for adoption, and then come back and just pretend the baby's died. In Brighton. When, when um a water's broken, she just shoved that towel between her legs and got back into bed. I'm like, oof, that's not gonna soak anything up. <laughs> well, oh, and just the idea of like just having to like suffer through labor pains for I, I mean, I, it seemed like at least a few hours before well, she could like pack the kids and the husband off. I was like, oh, I can my actually word. say that I actually had so my hind waters broke. I didn't even know this was a thing. I was nine months pregnant, didn't know anything. And apparently there's such a thing as hind waters, which means it's like not the full waters, but there's bits of water near the back. I don't even understand still. Um, but my hind waters broke at 6.01 in the morning. And I didn't know what to do. It was like, well, I'm not, I had a bit of pain, but not a lot. Like, you know, like period pain. Yeah. So the nurse was like, just I rang the, the, the hospital and was like, look, I know I'm not trying to come in for contractions or anything, but like I've had like my water, like it's not full water, it's only a little bit. And she was like, oh, just go back to bed. So I'm just lying there in bed. And then by 9 a.m., ooh, they'd kicked in. So it was like a good three hours, to be fair, for, like, the pains to kick in. Did you did your waters fully break, Al, like, not at the hospital? Or did they break when you got to the hospital? My waters broke five minutes before she was born. But I, had, uh, I gave birth in uh, water, so you couldn't even tell. It just saw this weird, uh, like, white. It was rank, not white, everyone. <laughs> it uh, was just okay, disgusting. Yeah. Oh, b- childbirth is the most disgusting thing. I'm sorry. I know it's beautiful it and a miracle and all it's that, not, but it is disgusting. absolutely disgusting. Like, every time those babies come out, I mean, it. you know, it's like, I, my, I always go, oh, what a sweet baby and everything. But that's literally only after they've been wrapped in a towel and they're, like, been, like, wiped off and everything because... Well, it's just so gross. Like, well, also Doris with a newspaper on the bloody, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, so here's here's my two questions for you girls because this is going to be kind of part of the crux of my issue with the storyline. Is there? I in my version, she says, because okay, Jenny finds her at the bus stop and she's like, "What's going on here?" and everything. Cut to they're back at Nanana's house with jenny doris and sister julian and doris is explaining like look i i this is my plan i was going to go to brighton to to give this baby up she's like i really can't have this baby my husband can't know because he's going to finish me off uh which i mean we all kind of take a very just on this point at that point julian sister julian's like just telling us is 
Well, this is what she yeah. said. She's like, she's like, okay, I know you know it's not his based on like your, you know, you're being sure of when you conceived. But like, and this is like the line, this is what Julian says, where she's like, you know, there are a lot of men out here raising kids that aren't theirs. And she's like, why can't you just do that? And I was and- like, hang on, where are your morals? <laughs> yeah, but we know, we know that. Oh, give me. I mean, we've had incest, which they were completely forgiving of. Oh, like the other day, and I did an episode and I was like, what would Sister Julianne do? She'd make your palm off that child as someone else's. So I don't I don't stand by that anymore, children. Anyway, carry on. Well, the thing is, I I I don't think that I don't think that I mean there's a couple of situations that we've seen on the show, and there are probably many more where, you know, the woman's infidelity is the issue, but let's not pretend that the men are not doing the exact same and probably way, 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 way worse. Oh yeah, I think they're trying to say that he's a horrible man to live with, he's got a horrible temper, he's yeah. been in loads of trouble, and like, yeah, she's done this, but like that doesn't mean he can blame her for that. Like she's done this probably because of his actions of being uncaring and awful anyway. Well, and and she says she's like, oh, it's a blue moon when we have sex. Like he kind of you know comes in drunk and you know, ugh. And so you know what I mean. So like they don't have really have like that part of their relationship like in a great place. But she's like, oh, I just had. She's like, I it was just kind of a one night stand. Like nothing really you know came of it or it wasn't really meant or whatever. But she's like, they the- did come of it. But she's like, the, the baby's going to be black when it's born. Like, I'm 100% sure that this baby is going to be black. And she's like, as soon as it's out, then everything's going to be revealed. And she's like, I just can't have that. And so I'm going to trade, like, one family, meaning the baby, for another, which is, like, her current family that she has. Was there any... And then, and then when she gives birth, he comes in and is like, oh, I just had a sense that something had happened. Like, so I was worried for you. So I wanted to come home and see because I want to make sure you were okay, which seems sweet. But obviously he's, I mean, you know, it's he's not probably only... more controlling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then she's like, oh, Cyril, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, it was only just once. Like, it didn't mean anything. Like, it happened so fast. Like, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, is th- now, but I'm, but I know sometimes I have deleted scenes. Was there any other bigger context that she gave to the 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 origin story of that baby or no it was that did no, i get pretty much the that was it okay now, i have to say well two things firstly when jenny lee sees mrs aston about to get the bus and then she stops mrs aston and asks her where she's going i'm just like it's none of your business jenny lee let her get the bus where are you going picking up the case i'd be like i'd throw her the case on her head and bugger off if i was uh, doris <laughs> and then the other thing is when doris has given birth to the baby and cyril's walked in and and Jenny Lee just goes, come away now, Mr. Aston. As if he's just going to come away and, and be like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, my wife's just giving birth to a child. It's clearly not mine. Um, I'm just going to walk away calmly. Do you know what I would yeah. have done? Because there's been, when there's been, quite often when people have had difficult births and things, they've just bundled the babies up and then taken them away. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. why didn't she do that? Why didn't she just say there's something wrong? Bundle it away. And uh, well, um, yeah, exactly. Sorry, yeah, I mean, no, completely. no, I, I, I. Well, my my, I'm going to make my point kind of closer to the end of when we're talking about the storyline because there's a okay. couple of loose ends, but like, I I feel like that whole scene was um there was I feel like there was a lot of like last minute energy to that whole process because I feel like everyone thought they were going to have another few days to kind of figure this out and then it and then everything got short because Doris just went into labor I will say this though um and I wrote this down so they they meet with Doris sister Julianne and Jenny are like okay like let's think of a plan here and then they're and then they have another meeting with Doris and Jenny says oh it's it's the social welfare worker she's come in and she's gonna she's gonna talk to you about you know what we're gonna do for you and and the adoption and all of that kind of stuff and Okay, I- I'm a social worker. The social. Hang on, worker- no, no, no. She was from the Christian. She no. She was from the Christian like church of like England, awful judgmental um like home for kids like adoption network. She wasn't a social worker because if she was, she would have been a lot less judgy. Okay, okay. Because I, I literally, I, I have like this. I was like, Mrs. Ellerby, the moral welfare worker. Oh, maybe that's maybe that's. What? Did I write moral? Anyways, whatever. The welfare worker. I she was from. Off, she was from this. Work. Yeah, she was from this Christian Church Association. Oh, thing. okay. I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't she get was that hellish. Context. He was oh, hellish. I just, oh, I just. Oh my gosh. The the 
she was so horrible to Mrs. Ellerby, and I just was, I just was so mad about it. I was like, how dare you treat that woman that way? Like, no, she was Mrs. Ellerby. She was horrible to Doris. Oh, sorry. How dare she treat Doris that way? Yeah, I yeah. just, I absolutely could not abide that. That was the well, most if you saw the scene, bad thing. Oh, I she think. was awful. But Jenny, Jenny, like squeezed her hand to kind of comfort her a bit then as well. Yeah, yeah, I will say, despite not letting her go on the bloody bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was just I got on the bus none of this would have happened well I I mean yeah I don't know I didn't I didn't I mean I get although she clearly didn't have a bad. plan Brighton she no, she I don't I don't think Doris was really thinking straight, give birth on the pier <laughs> yeah I think she may have said like oh I have an aunt there or something like that I have family down there but I was like well your family isn't gonna no, no like, I think no. she's probably gonna try and get a room give birth and then bugger off again yeah, I mean, we would have I... abandoned that baby on the steps of somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think hopefully your house, Bex, even though you don't live in Brighton, but still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, so she gives birth. Um. Uh. Doris, you know, has ha- tears a bit when she gives birth, so it requires some an- extra medical attention. So yeah. she says, "I'm gonna call." I know it's disgusting. So she says, "I'm gonna call Doctor Turner. He'll be here in a second. So when Cyril comes in, I think both women were kind of expecting that that was gonna be Doctor Turner, which might have also yeah. been yeah. the reason why she opened the door. No, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. And then Cyril is like, "Oh, da da da." Well, anyway, so so then Mrs. Aston says, "Like, oh, Cyril, I'm really sorry. I, you know, I didn't mean anything. Blah blah blah." And he's like, "Wait, what are you talking about?" And so he go, she she like. So like anyway, the the cloth is pulled down on the baby, so you can see that the baby is clearly, um, you know, a black child or mixed race child, and then Cyril is immediately horrible. He says terrible things to her and everything. He's he's very mad and everything like that, and he doesn't like raise his hand to punch her. But I mean, obviously, physical abuse is, is threatening. I genuinely thought he was going to throw the baby. This is oh, the second time I thought that. I don't know why I thought they'd ever throw a baby <laughs> in a BBC Sunday night thing. But I'm like, oh my god, he's going to throw the baby no i mean physical violence is very much like that is the that is what seems to be like leading up to whatever can i and, just say um, sorry for the record to all our listeners and everything i've never seen anyone throw a baby i've never <laughs> thought about throwing a baby in my real life i've never witnessed it i've never i don't know why i think that when i watch the show carry on <laughs> that's okay um and then really luckily just as things are like very escalating and like ramping up um jenny tries to kind of push like she tries to get cereal to go back he is doesn't um and then dr turner comes in and in like the most assertive dr turner we've ever seen he's like listen you know stop right now and he's like i'm gonna call the police if you go and you know he I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice in this moment but i'm just saying he's very he really yeah, this is the dr turner we know and love this is the evolving yeah. dr turner that we love and he's got a strong it, woman it, behind him yeah. it's yeah. sheila's influence he's exactly. feeling yeah. assertive He's he's a very powerful, commanding guy in that scene, and so he kicks Cyril out, and then again of his own house, of his own house. And <laughs> his wife cheated on him. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I and I will say, I think there's so in my in my episode, he go he leaves the house, and then it shows him kind of like going out the front door. He's clearly still really really mad. He kicks a trash can, which to me actually kind of came across really funny in a way, just the way he did it. And then he's like clomping down the street and just kind of like. You know, he almost looks like um, it wasn't an, it wasn't an unfunny it wasn't a funny scene, but there was a quality of him like being a kid who was told he can't like go play with his friends or something, and he's like fine, and then he's yeah, like walking the out. Yeah, it was like almost like that vibe, and and really what what I I mean he but I so I felt like there was almost like this um like you were trying to feel like a little bit sympathetic for him or whatever but was again my question was there any other resolution between doris and cyril in the in you guys's version of the episode where anything happened to kind of like close them out a little bit more so cyril asks if the other children are his and she's like of course they're yours okay yours yeah oh yeah yeah because well, the last time I see Cyril is when he's kicking the cans down the street. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he does come back and he questions whether the other kids are his, which he knows they are. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, but to and be then fair, you just... can't, you can't, you can't blame him for actually being no, a little worried about yeah. it. Well. Yeah. But then she does kind of stand up to him, doesn't she? Yeah. But kind of also resolves that they're going to stay together and they're going to never talk about this child again, basically. So do you see? Um, Doris they don't right do that. There. They, they, the, the, I see Doris. I, I 
saw that Doris wrote a letter to Carol, the baby. Carol, yeah. Um, but but I didn't see the scene where the two of them. I mean, I I intimated that that was what was. I mean, I the yeah. the the episode that I watched implies that that's what they're gonna do. They're just gonna keep the baby a secret, not tell anyone, and then they're just gonna kind of carry on, basically. But you they, see the I no baby have, scene. Yes, yes, and that's the that's the last scene for Mrs. Aston where oh, and this the other scene that broke my heart where Larry comes in and he's like, oh, Nana said I'm not supposed to ask about the baby, but you know, da, da, da. And, I mean, again, my accent is a hilarious, is like completely ridiculous. Never anyway. mind, Jenna, mind now, baby. <laughs> I would have been, like, I would have been that really pushy woman who something blatantly has happened. <laughs> oh yeah, going, like, oh, we've not heard her. You're like, where's the baby? And 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 I will say the the way that they said no baby was kind of the best way to say it because yeah. then it's totally left up to whoever's imagination of like what happened and then they don't have to explain Going it anymore these... and so I was like thank god for little Larry yeah thank god for yeah. Larry oh Larry, Larry pu- was pulling off the lie for them all the mum's uh, infidelity well and then and then he and then she says like when he comes into the bed to like say you know to talk to her she's like oh come on love like give me a cuddle and you know make me feel better and everything because I'm really sad missing you know carol and stuff like that and then and then it was very sad to me when and again this social worker just killed me but like when um when jenny brings the letter that doris wrote for carol to um dr sheila and uh sorry dr turner and sheila's house because they're handing off carol to the social worker and she's like i can't take that letter because the parents have requested no further contact and this is a closed adoption and then like I thought that they could maybe like put it in the adoption file or something but then Jenny brings it back to Nanata's house and sister Julianne is like well we'll just keep it here and then if Carol comes searching for her mother one day or her you know anything then you know and she finds us then we'll give her this but I was just like I don't know like knowing what happens in the future and everything I was like oh Carol like I don't know that you're ever gonna find that letter you know like it's She's never going to know that her name was Carol. She's never going to know her parents' names. Oh. oh, I know she will. They can do a lot of. They can do a lot of good on ITV with that long lost families. <laughs> what I what I'm what I'm thinking happened to Carol, honestly, is that like Carol grew up thinking she was basically like like not really realizing what her heritage was and then she did like a 23 and me and she's like oh my god and then you know what i'm saying like i wouldn't be surprised if carol was in that camp and then she found larry on facebook and they all became really good (laughs) and then it's like oh we were never meant to talk about you but i guess now that you know mom and dad are dead it's okay yeah but she they know the kids won't know the kids probably think it's no baby as well because of that uh, I think the baby's dead so it's trauma all around jen i i i get the feeling larry is gonna in like later years kind of put two and two together to be honest with you i i don't know also i don't trust you're putting a lot of stock into larry there i think i don't think my husband's with out now i don't know okay so here's here's my beef i'm just gonna explain my beef okay um they did have the extra scene in y'all's episode with 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 between doris and cyril great or whatever but this this storyline initially when i watched it i was like okay yeah yeah great or whatever but in hindsight looking back on it i i felt started to feel really irritated because normally i really love the writing but this episode one felt very um like kind of repetitive it's like it's almost like they just basically took the um oh god ted and winnie story from the earlier Uh. season which trixie references actually and they just were like oh but what if that had gone really badly and then they just well hang on everything. can i just say though this you've read the book this is based on a truth both the ted and winnie ones were based on a truth and this was based on a truth yeah well i have i haven't finished the book but i'm i'm gonna be finishing it very well very soon. you're in for finding out that this is a truth no <laughs> you i just, believe, I believe just spoiled. I, no i believe it's a truth oh god that, that book is i i'm just getting it's ready so for like, all the dark. sadness or it's yeah. like bad 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 um but but even if it's based on a truth to me this was a story that just had like it it was too complex for what I think they were really capable to like deal with in the time allowed and and I and I actually was kind of thinking about I'm like they should have cut other storylines to make room for more of this storyline because I felt like they kind of shoehorn stuff in and it didn't it felt like they were cramming it was like they bit off more than they could chew the other thing that irritated me is Like, we've had one Black character, one person of color character on this show in now, like, two and a half seasons, 
And like, it's, it's getting a little, I think it's getting a little bit frustrating that there's like no other representation other than basically white people on the show. And I'm just feeling a little bit frustrated that like, this is the second time that they've used a black person in this kind of like story driven way where they're a completely invisible character. There's no like meaningful reference to them other than just as like this you know person that the that the white woman had had sex with and I just again I mean I know it's 2022 now and like well we've all had this time or whatever but I just well also yeah I, you gotta think this was 10 years ago and because she said colored and I, I was like oh but well oh that and like, that's oh. definitely a word from the 1950s for sure because I know it is but also I don't think they would show that in a, in a film now but 10 years ago they did and I was a bit like oh I know but I don't know I just I I don't know I I found that to be I found that to be really I just didn't like it. You know what I mean? Especially, like, especially, and this is where I'm like, okay, Doris, I get Cyril is a jerk. I get he's an abusive husband in, like, a lot of really, really terrible and, like, horrible ways. But, like, what, like, when they explained Winnie's, like, sexual indiscretion with, with that man when she was first married to Ted, it made sense. It was like, okay, I get where this woman is coming from. But in this, in this story, it was just like, oh, yeah, I just had sex with a black man once, and, like, then there you go. Like, oops, you know? And I just yeah, thought, but- there's no subtlety to this. There's no, there's nothing meaningful about this. Like, was it a client? Yeah, there probably How wasn't anything meaningful man? about the sex, was there? Do you know what I mean? But, like, but, it was- but then why would she do it? I just, I mean, it just was like this, this one-off time, she just had sex with this one black man, and, like, why? And for what? And, like, well, that this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. The thing that everyone's different. And also, if you compare Winnie and Doris, I just think it's more likely that Doris would do it than Winnie would do it. No offense to Doris. But she's a hairdresser. She's me. (laughs) (laughs) She's cut. I, I she's agree that she's down at the dock. She would encounter them. It is so. And she's a good-looking girl. She'd get checked. Yeah. She'd get, you know, no, no offense, Winnie. Um, but God, you know, I just, but then so why wouldn't there be a character. line about you know, like, oh, like I cut his hair a few times, and he was always so sweet to me, and he, you know, da 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 da, and like you know, Cyril's so terrible, and like literally, he only just like rolls on top of me like once yeah, every few months it, when he I comes home from the pub and everything. Like women can, you know go and sleep around if they want to and like they have done and she has like I think it's actually doesn't have to be a reason behind everything either like that probably says more about your morals like she's basically got the morals of a sewer rat Jen and that's what we're trying to find out I don't have a problem with the fact that she was unfaithful to her husband at all or the fact that she had a one night stand at all no neither of those are problems for me I guess it just it, it just felt like they were just like shoehorning in a story device to force this woman to have this reckoning in her marriage and and that was the only thing they could kind of come up with and it just didn't feel very thoughtful to me and for a writer's room that like is so thoughtful on the usual this just was like okay like we want her to have a black baby so that her husband will know she was unfaithful yeah but, but like, again how? it's based on how, a how, truth how? it's based on a truth so i think maybe they thought well it is the truth yeah. that's the stuff like we don't need to make it more believable because it is the truth do you know what i mean yeah but, i mean from our point of view i don't think things were really resolved between Cyril and Doris. Like she did stand up to him in our version, but still it was very, I mean, he, considering what sort of personality he was beforehand, he's not just going to suddenly, I mean. Yes, exactly, Bex. That's not going to be a happy household. No. And like, if he's, if he's truly the abusive husband that we all think he is, one conversation is not going to change like all those years of abuse and like all that pattern going forward. I just, again, it's like, to me, that was just, not 
it was just it was I felt like they really felt short. Short. Yeah, but this of is their cool. Standards. I mean, we don't have to resolve everything. It's not like you know, resolve the marriage series two, three, episode two. It's called the midwife. Like it's nothing like they can carry an awful marriage and carry on. Like that's well, not about business. We're just there for the midwife. And I suppose that I mean, like, just to follow on for the, the midwives, they will often see these mothers as they give birth, and then they don't know what what becomes of the children. Although Poplar does seem to be a very small place so they probably yeah. will but that, yeah they I, I, I kind of feel like they, yeah. I feel like there's so many scenes in the show where they're like oh you've delivered my last two you've delivered my last three like oh you you know I know her she's a blah 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 and they have all this institutional memory of these women who live around them so I don't think they just see the baby once and then it's like well anyway good luck like bye it's not like they I, I don't know I I'm I could be in the minority I get it I may and maybe it's just my you know, like the well, stress of holidays and my and my hormones or whatever. But I just was like, this storyline just was not working for me. But well, like on this, because I right, I'm gonna have to be very careful with the way I word this. But we all know someone that I know very well. It's not my husband, um, <laughs> and I, I don't mean like that. Well, it's my friend, and uh-huh. um, we all know that he was he had a child with someone when he was in yeah. a relationship. Yeah, and like it reminded me of that because. He had a girlfriend that he was with and then had a baby with someone else and it was this awful situation that he got himself into. Do I know this person? Yes, you, you, you know do, who this is, Bex. Bex yes, oh my yes. goodness, Bex. Anyway, right? Well, we <laughs> can, back. can you remind me? As soon as we're off air, you're going to be like, oh my God, exactly. How could I have forgotten I that? can't yeah. believe you even didn't know that. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so he had a baby with uh, someone while he had another girlfriend. So it was awful, and everyone all thought he was the evil person in this, is my point. And obviously, I think uh-huh. a lot of people would think that about Doris. But actually, like, his relationship was awful. She was awful. And then this whole thing is this now this horrible situation. So my point being that Doris is now in it, like, from people who understand, like, him and her mum or whatever, like, you know, the midwives, she now looks like the bad one from her actions, yeah. despite the fact that it was brought on by the actions of the awful husband and that's 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 what came across to me in this storyline more i think mm. that like you know there's consequences to her actions but actually this was a reaction to her husband being awful because they were saying how oh, peter the, the policeman had been involved with him and stuff and he was a fighter mm. and all this trying to say he was abusive and now i feel like she's now got this horrible life she's got to live without a daughter that she loved and that was more the thing for me like the feeling of like oh like now they're getting blamed for something they did do that was wrong, this infidelity, but actually it was caused by this longer term problem of their partner. That was more for me, the story. Yeah. I I sorry, go ahead, Bex. Well, I was gonna say, should we talk about Dr. Latham? So I'll let you carry on. Well, this is this is my last I completely get your point and I, I completely see that way of interpreting the storyline. And I think I, so I, I 100%, and I think that's the intention. I do think that's yeah. the intention. I felt, though, just, you know, uh, yeah. I, I, to me, this wasn't, this was, this was the one that just really fell short, in my opinion. But I, I totally get it, and I respect that opinion. So, um, but yeah, I think we, I think we can leave Mrs. Aston. We've definitely talked to her about it enough. It's, I mean, you know, we, we usually are all on the same page, so it's kind of actually. Well, she's gonna have, to, like, she's gonna have, have punishment of... for life, isn't she? With him, anyway. Oh, Beth, yeah, right, let's yeah. go on to Doctor Layden. Well, actually, and and a flip side because Doctor Latham, I thought was a really amazing man. I I, I loved him. I loved him. Yeah. You think because you think it's going to be a really stuffy, uptight lecture. My sound really dropped out. Does anybody else have that problem? No. Oh, no. sorry, it's back. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so you you think that Doctor Latham is going to be this really uptight, stuffy lecturer, and actually he's lovely uh, and, and so also- down to earth. But also so modern, like um, yeah, so oh all about hypnobirthing and the breathing, and it's this massive thing about relaxation and thing, and it's really, really popular to to this day. Well, and I just thought well, I, re- I wrote in my notes like the mind body connection, like that's what he's basically talking about, and like if yeah. you don't, you know, kind of connect yourself to your body and have like you know like you know mindfulness like you know you're not in the present moment you know you're you're kind of giving yourself over to anxiety and like you know your preconditioned fears and all that kind of stuff like that then you're going to make a situation where I mean I was like wow this is so forward thinking I mean the thing that really like uh, you know I'm always (laughs) I'm always so hard on her but like 
Sister Monica Joan was absolutely obnoxious in the lecture, which why, I get it. Why, why did her. they take her to the lecture? Have, My thing here. Why did they I, take SMJ to the lecture? Why? It, 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 it was it was such a bad choice on their part, especially because she was so clearly like not with it in that moment. Like she was having one of her episodes. And the fact that they were like letting her knit, you know what it reminded me of is like when, when I go to church and there's like a little kid in the row ahead of me and the parents have brought like toys and a coloring book and like stickers and like all these things. And the kids are just like, like it's meant to like pacify the children while they're, while they're in there but it's like it's absolutely not really working because the kids are like dropping things and like sticking things on their parents like it's just it's like if she had to like anyway whatever she was annoying and then at the end of the lecture she goes up to him and it's like oh you think your ideas are so original they've been around for three thousand years like hippocrates said this and i'm like you know what no one needs your opinion right now and even sister julian you could tell had the kind of embarrassed mom look like on her face when she was like, well, let's like, well, nice man talk. Why don't we go over here and get lemon drops and stuff? I think she was there because no one else was able to take care of her. Angelina wasn't there. So maybe I bet you Angelina was giving birth. Or, oh, not, yeah, that's No, I mean, like, point. taking care of a, of a yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, no, that's a very good point. She could not, have been on call. Yeah. Did you not love when she shouted out that women's suffering suffering is not confined to birth alone? I was like, yeah, go sister Monica Jones. Oh, every day of a woman's life is suffering. Oh. Yeah. But I just, job, I, had, <laughs> I had a note to say that Cynthia, they talk about it as being a mother craft class. I was like, in modern times, Cynthia would be doing hypnobirthing. <laughs> yeah. And I love the fact that Sister Evangelina referred to it as huffing and puffing. <laughs> huffing and puffing. Oh, Not wrong man. to be fair. You know, but I... also, the, just the fact that he acknowledged in his lecture the fact that it, it was a patriarchal medical profession and the fact that he saw yeah. that. I was like, I just yeah. loved it. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, oh, should we talk about Sister Jenny as well? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Trixie. think that was a bit harsh on Trixie. She was like, at first, Sister Julianne was like, oh, yeah, and thing. And as the most senior midwife, I thought, well, of course she's going to expect it's going to be a Trixie then. Like, think yeah, about it. Yeah. Sister Julianne didn't do that in the best way. It was a bit like, um, yeah, it wasn't the greatest. Also, let me down this on... week. Huh? You let me down this week. Carry on. Sam. Yeah, yeah. The whole like liaison to the community thing sound like a completely like make made up like non-existent nonsense role. I was like, no, that's not that's not meaningful at all. Although <laughs> I will say, Trixie really, real. I mean, there there was a point in the episode where I was like, yeah, Trixie, I get it. I get how you feel. Like, you know what? Fair enough or whatever. But they made Trixie be so hard on Jenny. I was like, oh, and there there came a point where I was like. Come on now, you need to you need to break rise above a little bit more than you're than you. Yeah, but I are. think this is all part and parcel of what's coming up for Trixie. There's feelings bubbling. There's mm. you know she's not. It, she's for not me, it was there. the it was the point where Trixie used all the hot water. I was like, there is <laughs> nothing worse could have done. <laughs> well, but I think also- I think the bubbling up is definitely there because of the scene where. Oh wait, is it? Is determined it's, it's the next episode. Okay, I won't bring it up then now. But yeah, the bubbling is happening for sure. Sorry, exactly. Bex, go ahead. Well, it was also the fact that I can understand Trixie's feelings. I don't think she went about expressed them in the most oh, unhealthy way. Oh, it was but so childish. She made um Jenny Lee feel that she had to apologize for being bossy at the end. Um yeah, I know, but I would have probably done the same. I could be really unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we know it? <laughs> um, talking about unreasonable, no. not unreasonable. Yeah. This is not unreasonable at all, but it was gorgeous. The Turners with the baby with Carol. Oh. Got to mention that on the thing, because obviously the baby got taken away and they had to have it for the night, and she oh. obviously wants a baby, and it was just so cute. And then oh, and- Timothy giving the Tim. toy. Uh, but when when Timothy says, "Oh, I'm I'm too old for Cuthbert," and then Doctor Ten is like, "Yeah, I didn't like to say." Well, <laughs> he's not eight. He's an or he's like he's lost his mother. Yeah, he just wants his little like little. He wants a bit of comfort baby. from Cuthbert. Yeah, he's got a replacement mum now. Yeah, he has. yeah, he's got he's got oh. anti anti Sheila. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Doctor Doctor Turner was going to start charging him rent if things hadn't worked out differently. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, has anyone else got any more notes? Because I've got written down here, bam the bomb. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I, oh, can I just say it really annoyed me? I mean, he redeemed himself a moment later when he said, like, you know, I, I love you so much. He didn't say I love you, so he, when he was like, you're all I think about. 
But when Alex was like leaving, when Alec was like leaving the boys that came in um, at the bar because talking about the nuclear bomb protest or whatever, and he was like, "Oh, I think they really look up to me." I was like, "I don't, don't do that. that. Don't do that." I was like, "He was so full of himself." Oh god, yeah, I Alec. think that all the time. Like... People really look up to me, so I really, I really identified with it. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, "Oh, you like he," and then he was like, "Oh, he's like, there's a time where I would have really wanted to go to this thing, but now I want to want to do a spend time with you." And I'm like, "Well, that's also lame, but like at least." it's more charming than like i just was like don't say people look up to you that's so ugh. now we're running out of time but one more thing nelly smith we haven't spoken about her birth so poor nelly's oh. mom had died and she was all nervous oh. and the whole dr latham thing was there um yeah. and they were talking yeah. about her birth and oh bless her bless her cotton socks i know i know she labored for like eight hours before that baby came out oh god that's, that's actually you- quite short jen but then yeah. I, th- with this, do you not think that's more realistic? Like, because obviously in Call the Midwife, normally like the midwives turn up and then, I mean, I know it's a, a one hour program for us, so they have yeah. to give us quite quickly. But surely that's normal experience. Like, that's actually oh, quite yeah. Cool. yeah, well, yeah, but when they're, when they kind of say that she's gone on for so long, like surely that would be their everyday experience. Well, exactly, Wait. exactly. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. How long? Okay. My birth was 12 hours and that was pretty pretty good. And there's okay. plenty of midwives that will people will go onto a labor ward at that they'll have a midwife on a 12 hour shift. The midwives that they start with won't be the midwives that actually delivers that, the baby. That happened to me. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I just googled it and it says for first times for first time moms labor can last from 12 to 19 hours. Yeah. And I was 12. So if anything Nellie Smith did well. What did she have? Oh, I don't oh. know. Oh, a girl, a boy, <laughs> <laughs> a girl. <laughs> she either had a boy or a girl. That's for sure. They had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all clear on that for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, 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 heroes, I really... heroes. Oh, sorry, oh, Jen. No, no. I just was gonna say like. I this was a very smaller this was a much smaller storyline in the in the you know the the heart of the whole episode but um I I have to say I was I okay sorry when when she makes those kind of really like um very sincere comments about you know really missing her mom like you know her mom promised she was going to be there where is she I really wish my mom was here um, I think for anyone who's gone through, you know, any kind of loss like that, it's just, it just was very, very relatable. And like, I, even though I feel like, um, she kind of existed to further this, the Cynthia storyline in a way, um, they also gave her, you know, something I thought very meaningful as well. So anyway, she's really sweet. I thought she was really, really likable. I instantly thought she was lovely as well. Yeah. As well yeah. Job. Really sweet woman. Uh, but Jenny, Becky's right. Uh, heroes and zeros ladies. Who's going first? Well, can I just say one more point about Nellie Smith? If she very much can. The <laughs> fact that Cynthia described her as a prima gravida, I was like, oh, that's a bit. What, what does that mean again? It just, I had to Google it. It just means a first time mother. Why didn't she just say she's a first time mum? Because she was there relating to a man who's all about medicine and she's like, prima gravida, like, you know, trying to show <laughs> off her knowledge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, sorry. I am I am a midwife and I'm really highly qualified and I've got Prima Gravida who uh yeah, she's really struggling with, with being nervous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. right, heroes and zeros, who's going first? I'll I'll go last. Okay, do you want me to go first? Sure. Yeah, you go first. Right, my zero is Sister Julianne. Oh um, which is the first time this has ever happened. But like the fact that she was trying to get Doris to like basically carry off her uh, unborn child as her husband's like knowingly and like really pro that I just thought that that can't be morally correct can it like I know it's 2022 but even in 1959 I'm pretty sure that was wrong um, and for her to just be totally well, fine with that annoyed me well wait a minute uh, unpack it though what what would what if let's let's say Doris's baby had been white what what would what would what would what do you think she should have said and said or I'm kind said? of with sister Ju- I would have done what sister Julianne suggested well I wouldn't and it's my happen now this isn't Jimmy. I'm doing. I'm not uh, having an argument about my zero again. I'm um, okay. I'm going to leave it alone. I've already argued enough about the storyline. Yes. So, uh, Sister Julianne, and also, what else did she do that annoyed me this week? I've just mentioned it. She did something else that annoyed me, and I was just like, "Oh, Sister Julianne, 
Like, come on. Um, so that annoyed me this week. So she just annoyed me. Also, where was Sister Evangelina this week? That annoyed me. Like, she was hardly in it. She, she was huffing and puffing with Cynthia. I remember that was yeah. it, wasn't it? Um, and my um, hero of the week, um, I am going to give it to Cynthia because she obviously got Dr. Yeah. Latham involved in Poplar and everything. But she was all championing this. And Sister Evangelina's kind of dismissed her thoughts and stuff like this before. But she carried on with it and showed a real courage of conviction. And, um, and you know, and was and she really believes in it and she really cares about it. And then Sister Evangelina at birth was a bit like, oh, God, but actually showed that it worked. Um, and I just I just think that was brilliant for Cynthia and her confidence. So, uh, yeah, she's my hero of the week. No arguments there. Thank you. My zero is going to be Trixie. Because mm. although I completely understand where she was coming from, I just think Jenny Lee's a friend. She took it too far. Fine, on day one, be a bit snippy about it. But then you've got to let it go. Yeah, and it wasn't her fault. She just accepted yep. the promotion. Mm-hmm. Anything, she should have been a counter, Sister Julianne. Also, <laughs> the, the, we have, I haven't mentioned the hat that um, Sister Jenny Lee had to wear. you know sometimes when you see like chickens or turkeys and they have that little thing on the legs it reminded me of that um so what so that was my zero um my hero my hero of the week so i'm torn between sister monica joan for her women's suffering is not confined to birth alone and but I'm also tied with little Larry for the no baby because that just got them out of a world of explanation it really did so yeah Larry Larry's wise beyond his ears yeah yeah okay uh my heroes and zeros um my zero is the whole uh Doris Aston storyline I I think I've explained myself I just I I feel like it was not it was just not up to the up to par for me and I, I felt like there were a lot of holes and a lot of places where there were missed opportunities and I just didn't like it I didn't like it I feel for Doris I really feel Jen, for this situation. you're entitled to an opinion I will not argue that you doubt carry on yeah so yeah just not I I, I mean I'm you know yeah I, I'm sympathetic to the situation but I just I, I didn't feel like it was, it was anyway um my my hero is something that actually Trixie's haircut promised prompted me to think about and this is kind of a bigger thing that I feel like um is about the show but um something I really 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 like about the show is that they they do mention you know like beauty and fashion and you know um all the and you know like how women look and you know what what they're doing to kind of like style themselves and dress and all that kind of thing like that but to me, the way that they portray that on the show is how women are in real life. Like, I I care about how I look. I care about makeup. I care about skincare. I care about my, you know, my beauty routine, my fashion, all that kind of thing like that. But it's, it's just one sm- very small part of my daily life. And I feel like in culture generally and in movies and TV and things like that, um, when women are portrayed, it is such a disproportionately large part of a woman's character that it's I find it incredibly frustrating and um to me the the writing on this show really reflects the fact that you know even in a world where women think about that stuff care about that stuff do all of that stuff there are still so many more important and meaningful things that we actually fill our time with and that to me is a hero that they show women in that 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 bigger truth so I don't know. Trixie's haircut just prompted me to think about it because everyone was like, oh, your new haircut like looks so good or whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm wearing this coral lipstick or whatever. But it was just like these kind of like fun passing comments as they were getting ready or, you know, walking into the house or whatever. And then when like it came time for like really serious stuff, they all just, you know, got down to business. So I think that's very true of the whole the whole of the midwife. I think that's one of the main things that everyone loves and why it's been so long lasting. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And still yeah. so popular to this day. To this day. Yeah. 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 And think about think about shows and movies where it's about men, you know? Like they're always like, Oh, my wife, we'll just buy her a necklace and she'll be fine. Or like, you know, oh, she got a new dress. I'm gonna hear about it for, you know, whatever. It's just like you know, the women are just so um Overlooked. You know, well and, and also just it's a very it's a very diminishing and marginalizing way to portray a woman who, yeah. you know, is yeah, they always portray they always portray it as being really shallow or frivolous, but actually that's just 
Yeah, like, like, oh, we're mad, but, like, all it'll take to, like, make us happy again is just, like, you know, like, a trip to the, you know, like, the department store or, and a pat you know, on the ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, babe, you look so hot. Oh, how can I be mad at you if you, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Women are not like that. Like, don't be, don't, you know, be so condescending. But that's the way women The other thing that I love about and... this show, just while we're on this, is the generations of women. Because you don't see a lot of older represented women. And when I say older, I mean over 40. Yeah. You don't yeah. see a lot of that. And in this show, you do. And it's multi-generations. Mm-hmm. I mean, over, like, well over 40 mm-hmm. as well. Like, all the grandmas mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And I just think that is fantastic. And I think that's another reason why it is so popular. And it's so well watched. Like, I've got... I've, this is a personal thing. I've actually joined a netball team. Um, and uh, <laughs> some of I play on different netball teams. And we've all spoken about it. And we all absolutely love Call the Midwife. And I'm talking loads of different ages here. Yeah, and I just think yeah. there is something very unifying about it, and it is, you know, it's women helping women, and you know, I just mm-hmm. think that's why another reason why it's it, yet again prime spot on Christmas Day on BBC yeah. One. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, and and I won't I won't go into a long diatribe about this. Maybe I will to the benefit of all of you at a later point. But I firmly believe that the women that the reason why we have civilization and society is because of women. I was hundred percent, hundred percent. Full stop. And if you look around and you and you stop and think about it that is the reason why it exists uh, men are not doing that work i mean some men sometimes maybe are but i am telling you right now the reason that we have civilization the reason that we have a society where humans interact the way we do is because of the work that women do that's my opinion true fact true okay. fact i just I'm, a, I'm real i'm really on a, i'm really on one today girls i'm just on like, that one really. <laughs> on that um just like to say thank you so much for listening Yes, thank um, you. Please, thank please you. like and subscribe and follow us on Facebook. We've got a massive following on Facebook. It's amazing. Um, yeah, a real love big interaction. Thank you, everyone. Um, so, yeah, so uh, we hope to see you next time. If you need to watch Series 3, Episode... No, yeah, Series 3, Episode 3, it is, isn't it? Yep, yep, So you yep. can watch that and then uh, listen along with us. Yes, please do. See you next week. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>